You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts on Netroots Radio or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for April 28th, 2023. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we record in a closed closet just like Tucker Carlson. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Just like Tucker. Just, just like Tucker. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I'm I'm probably wearing more and better makeup right now than Tucker Carlson was wearing on his Twitter yeah. video. And you know what I you know what I know for a fact, Blue Gal? A fact. What? No van is going to pull up at our front door and take away our microphones or our no. computers. <laughs> there well, are. We'll get it. We'll get into that. But first, let's uh, plug our science fiction university yeah. show that went yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, actually, we published it Monday, um, and it's about Gene Roddenberry's uh, experimental television show. Yeah. And how it led to a very beloved character in the Next Generation, and how all of that worked. And yeah, you should go listen to it. It's a lot of fun. It, 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 we, you know, we found, and it's not hard to find, but we found in an obscure and not really great movie that I misremembered as being better than it actually was. Um, <laughs> you, you kept saying, this isn't as good as I remember no, it. <laughs> I was, a, I, at, at the age of 13, I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> but I love science fiction. That's for sure. But you can see themes emerging in writers work in their early work. And they, they, you know, I mean. It's not an accident that John Steinbeck wrote John Steinbeck stories. Right. Or Edgar, right. Allan Poe wrote Edgar Allan Poe stories. You can see the themes there. And in this really early pilot that didn't go anywhere, you really can see a lot of early thinking Roddenberry was doing about a beloved character that he would, you know, but bring speaking to of serve. beloved characters, Drift Glass. Yes. Who said, quote, our beloved Tucker Carlson has been fired. It's a disgrace. Oh man. Unquote. I, there's so many people it could there's be. There's so many people. It's the Kremlin. Kremlin oh. TV said it. Oh, those yes. guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let me let me sit here and be shocked for a minute. And and so uh, as you all know, Tucker Carlson was fired on Monday morning. Was. And uh, in the meantime, the the latest news out of Tucker Carlson land is he did this kind of Twitter burst thing that was a, like a homemade movie on a phone. Uh-huh. Uh, where he read off a few sentences and he didn't have good lighting and he didn't have good makeup and he didn't have good production value. And uh, it sounded very much to me like Glenn Greenwald had written what Tucker was saying. Uh-huh. Uh, certainly someone with some experience as to what Tucker is allowed to say and not allowed to say in order for him to get keep being paid by Fox um, but let's let's quote just a little bit of it. I don't want to read the whole thing out no, loud. It's but, just terrible. But close your eyes and imagine next to him, Glenn Greenwald's whispering this into his ear. Now say this. <laughs> say this. Now. Both political parties. Yeah, he starts off both sidering. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. Do I need to read any more than that? Not it, really. No. United States looks very much like a one-party state. Yeah, obviously. And then he starts the brainwashing. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is improved by them. This moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue, and so it won't. Yeah, there, it's so much now, wisdom there. So much truth. I mean, hardly anyone's life has been improved by Medicare or Medicaid or Social Security or child labor laws or OSHA laws. Clean or Water Act. Act yeah. Clean Water yeah. Act. I mean, even some Nixon loans. stuff, right? Yeah. The EPA. No one's life has been materially improved by any of that crazy liberal bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the mm-hmm. two parties are exactly the same. And only Tucker Carlson, truth teller, with his little right. friend sitting on his shoulder, Glenn Greenwald, telling him what to say. At least that's what it sounds like. Yep. The um, political parties are totally cooperating with one another to bring down Tucker Carlson. We were supposed to have a revolution, man. <laughs> um, and, you know, speaking of wacky sidekicks, won't someone please think of the wacky sidekicks? I mean, it's not I mean, just like a- all the people that 
got to go on Tucker's daytime show. Yeah. Streaming. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, you know, when they offed Jabba the Hutt, imagine how many people got put out of work <laughs> once Jabba the Hutt went down. I mean, all those yeah. toadies and sidekicks and assholes. And speaking of which, Glenn Greenwald had a lot to say on his own show. Oh, God. Uh, which he has on a place called uh, a wingnut dive bar called Rumble. Uh, I can't believe you lost a third of your traffic because of that guy. Uh, well, I did. And I haven't heard a whole lot from those people in quite a long time. A, well, few of them, a few of them came back and were, I don't, you know, it's not contrition. It's like, did you, did you learn anything? I don't, I don't need, you know, that. But a couple of them come back and say, you know what? He really, you know, I went along with him way too long. Um, I'm, oh. I'm just, I'm sad where he, I'm sad that he ended up this way too. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. really sad that Glenn Greenwald has turned into a, a complete freak and a lying yeah. scumbag that we sort of all, all knew he was all Who, along. Whose, whose lack of talent in public speaking. Oh. For someone who's a lawyer, yeah, um, this this was what was genuinely surprising to me. I watched his Rumble show, yeah, on Hal Sparks because that filter works. You know, and you in, said in, I mean, if you need to I mean, watch something, watch, watch Hal Sparks make fun of it. Yeah, it's really um, good. Mm -hmm. What did you call uh, Glenn Greenwald's set? Oh yeah, in, in a studio that screams nineteen ninety four mailboxes etc. Waiting room. Um, <laughs> And a haircut that's that they refer to at Supercuts as the full gump. Um, <laughs> and he was just blathering endlessly using the same adjectives that he's just sucked all the meaning out of back in 2009 about the authoritarian lockstep jackbooted Democrats who are led by the nefarious AOC and their struggle to the death with the diverse, noble, yeah. tolerant, yeah, yeah, yeah. broad-minded yeah, yeah, yeah. GOP. And, and, and it was like he doesn't know what to do. Right. Because his sugar daddy gone now. He's all gone yeah. now. He's sitting behind his little pretend desk, pretending to be a journalist, um, just running through stuff by rote and and not speculating about what Tucker Carlson might say or not say because Tucker ain't turning returning his calls no more. No, but clearly you know, that was the point. Was anybody on Fox that he had on speed dial yesterday right. isn't talking to him today. Nope. Nope. Um and that was that was his that's Greenwald's only tether back mm -hmm. to the spotlight was right. being on Tucker right. Carlson's wacky sidekick. And now yeah. that's gone. And now that's gone. You know, now he's just sitting in his little pretend studio. Well, just maybe like he Carlson. is writing for Tucker on his yeah. little uh, Twitter burst, though, because yeah. it sure seems like some somebody <laughs> who says our current orthodoxies won't last. That sounds right. Like right out of yeah. Greenwald or Jimmy. Dore. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention about Tucker's Twitter tirade Um he, it turns out, is not TV friendly. No, no. Uh, and clearly, Rupert Murdoch sent some trucks to Maine. And by the way, it, I, I'm surprised that people don't know this because I live it. Um, <laughs> Tucker Carlson lives in Maine. Right. He also has a house in South Florida. Right. Uh, but he records his show. He did, before he got fired, recorded his show in his basement in Maine. And yeah, then for years. green screen. For and years. it's just like. Hal Sparks. He has a green screen. Uh -huh. He has the, you know, network background there behind yep. him. Cameras. And uh, yeah. he does, he goes down to the basement and does a show. Hannity does the same thing from Long Island. Right. Same they thing. don't go into Fox headquarters in New York very no. often at all. Well, and in Hannity's case, as as you have told me, he, if he needs to get to New York, he has this private jet waiting for he him. Has, he has a helicopter and a private yeah, jet. That can take yeah. him there. So there's good money in being completely evil. Anyway. Right. But clearly Rupert had sent some trucks to Maine to pick up the lighting, the cameras, the microphones, and the off-air talent that made Tucker Carlson today the selling point for Fox's streaming service. Uh-huh. And this is the questions that I have about this. Um, what happens now to Fox Nation, which Tucker and Tucker's J6 documentaries were going to be the thing that moved... Tucker Carlson's audience uh, that was leaving cable over and, and was still a moneymaker for Fox Corporation because Absolutely. they were selling mm -hmm. this streaming service for five bucks a month or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And now their big draw, they've got to find another big draw. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be side boobs. You know, they can they can do that. Uh, I don't know. Um, also, 
you watched, did you watch any of the Twitter video that Tucker put out? You saw the bad lighting and the bad yeah, I makeup. Saw, and I saw parts right? of it and it was just, yeah. Who was Tucker's audience for that? Uh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Because he put it up at Twitter. Uh-huh. Well, and you pointed out to me earlier that there's a profit hole in Fox's portfolio now. Right. That's not just the absence of Tucker, but a big-ass payment they had to make and more to come almost certainly. Well, and some of that they're going to be able to write off and some of it they're going to be able to go to insurance to get because they yeah. have insurance. But uh, they're not going to be able to, I think, swing any more advertisers and they're not going to be able to convince cable outlets that their network is worth something if the amount of audience that left Fox on Monday night to go to Newsmax continues to stay with Newsmax. Mm -hmm. It was a lot. Um, and maybe it's because <laughs> Tucker's audience knew that Brian Kilmeade wasn't going to be talking about Tucker and they wanted to talk about Tucker. They wanted to hear about what happened to Tucker and the only place to do that was Newsmax. Um, but really, who was the audience for his Twitter video? I don't know. I don't know who he thought he was talking to, besides you and me. They, they, their streaming service was going to be a big part of their revenue solution. And now Tucker, who is the draw for that, is gone. So, Well, and you know what, Blue Gal? You know what? What? He didn't need all that Fox equipment. <laughs> he didn't need those cameras. You know, you know what? I'm telling you the truth now. All he needed was this ashtray and that remote control. <laughs> And that paddle game and this chair, that's all I need. I don't need one more thing. Maybe this magazine, but I don't need one more thing than those things. And I'll be just fine. And of course, the theme song for Tucker's new show, I'm picking out a thermos for, for you. you. And maybe <laughs> a barometer too. Yeah, the jerk. The jerk. Um, now, the flip side of this story is, the question becomes, how are deeply reported stories with lots of facts and information and really damning stuff um, about the lies and corruption of conservative media, how how are they going to be debunked? And how are they debunked now and carefully taken apart and, and refuted mm -hmm. on conservative radio and going right. forward? It's only going to get worse from here. Mm -hmm. So what's the strategy? And you know what? I think I've decoded it because I drive around during the day doing errands occasionally, listening to right-wing talk radio that is exists nationally but is syndicated locally because you can't have enough you know, right-wing garbage coming out in the Midwest. That's why we're the experts. Um, <laughs> and so here's a snip from a, a Brian Stelter article in Vanity Fair. Uh, the whole article is very deeply reported, a lot of facts, a lot of backup, a lot of my partner and I, my, my co-writer and I, a lot of citations, but I'm just going to read you one paragraph. Quote, so what doomed Carlson? Here's a theory. The revelation from Dominion's lawsuits against Fox, which the network settled last week for $787.5 were embarrassing for many individuals, including Carlson, whose private emotions about Donald Trump, a destroyer, a demonic force, and Fox's own journalists were published for all the world to read. Hundreds of pages of emails and texts from within Fox were published in Dominion's pretrial legal filings. But there is a huge number of other pages that remained out of public view. The redactions were voluminous. Only three groups of people know what those pages contain. Dominion lawyers, Fox's top executives, and obviously the people who were sending and receiving the messages. And a brief aside, yeah. And the Smartmatic people are about to find out what was in there too. Mm -hmm. So what was Carlson saying about, say, Fox News Media CEO Suzanne Scott? What was he texting about the Murdochs? We don't know. Actually, if you listen to Keith Elberman's show today, you do know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We may never know, but this theory may explain why Carlson's top producer and text mate, Justin Wells, was also terminated, unquote. Okay, here is Dana Lash's rebuttal, which is, as I remind you, syndicated on our local Wingnut Radio. Here you go. The Vanity article is just stupid. It's stupid, and it's stupid and wrong. You shouldn't even bother to read it because it's just stupid and full of lies. Moving on. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the rebuttal. And you know what? There are millions and millions of mouth-breathing Neanderthals out there who, A, want to fuck her, and B, mm -hmm. want to be her, and C, just want her to smile upon them and brighten up their day, who will who will just say, oh, yep, well, Dana says it's a stupid article, so I guess I don't need to know nothing about it. Multiply mm -hmm. that by a million, and that's conservative yeah. media. They don't need to be logical. They don't need to parse things. They don't need to prove anything. They just need to tell their audiences, it's stupid, it's dumb, and they're lying because they're liberals. Move on. 
And that's all they'll ever know about that article or about the entire lawsuit, I'll bet you. So you're welcome. And, and I have to say, I worked in an executive office for a media outlet. I was just a secretary, but, you know, the head of the news outlet and the executive editor and the editor in chief were all in that on that floor. Uh-huh. And the the amount of ego that is on camera in the person of Tucker Carlson is small potatoes compared to the egos of Rupert Murdoch and Suzanne Scott oh, yeah. and the Murdoch yeah. boys. And they know who's in charge of that place. And yeah. it's not Tucker Carlson. Nobody's so, bigger than the game. Yeah. Right. No. And so he is, and, ev- and everyone else at that network who's on camera, they're disposable and fungible. Mm-hmm. And, and when, they, when an on-air talent gets to the point where they're barking orders and, and pontificating on, in texts about, and, and we saw some of these texts that he sent mm-hmm. to Laura Ingram, you and I run this network. They're dead without us. That's all you need to say <laughs> to get the people upstairs saying, you know, it's probably time <laughs> to let him go. Oh, well, and now we're hearing that there are many, many C-word texts many, and many emails C-words about the um, yes. senior executives and about their incompetence and how we run everything and blah, blah, blah. It's It, it was so bad that they were willing to go to trial until – the day of the trial, like the hour of the trial, when mm-hmm. they started reading through the the redacted stuff and said, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope, we're going to write a check and we're going to make this stop right now. And then, you know, 48 hours later, Tucker Carlson's ass is on the street because they, mm-hmm. they finally got around to reading all the stuff. The, the horrid shit we already know is apparently nothing compared to the horrid shit that was blacked out. And Fox News executives cannot... You know, what no, was it, their, Jack Waltz? their egos will not allow that. And now that Smartmatic has all of these texts, uh, their best defense is to say, we fired that guy. Their if best I, defense in all of the lawsuits that are going forward. If I, if I may quote Mr. Waltz from, mm-hmm. uh, from The Godfather, Tucker Carlson made me look ridiculous. <laughs> and a man <laughs> in my it. position can't afford to look ridiculous. That's it. That's and Tucker exactly Carlson right. don't have no godfather who can put a gun to someone's head or put a horse head in their bed and make them do what he wants. Make them put you He's into a, their movie. Um, yes. Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Out of luck there, Tucker. Yep. Yep. And Mr. Murdoch likes to get his bad news as quickly as possible. Yes, he does. I got <laughs> By the way, I respect your pictures and love them very much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene thinks stepmoms aren't real moms. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, she attacked... Once again, President Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers, who is uh, the biggest villain in American history these days, apparently. Right. It's, it's her and George Soros, really. Just yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. The two of them. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene attacked Randy Weingarten for not being a biological mother uh, when she said, I have stepchildren. I'm uh-huh. raising my stepchildren. I've raised my stepchildren. Uh, oh, so you're not a biological mother. So you're just a political activist. You're just the this and this and this and this. Right. And um, I don't know if you saw Megan Kelly's attack on Keith Olbermann. No. Apparently, she got very upset about the things Keith Olbermann had to say about her on his podcast <laughs> and immediately attacked him for not having children. Yep. Yep. Like, you you lead an empty life because you never had children. I live a rich life because I have children. You don't. I mean, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. She's a well, horrible person. Well, and Santa Claus is white, and Jesus Santa is Claus white. Santa Claus is white, and, and Jesus, Jesus is, white. is white. Everyone and knows that. Blackface is okay on Halloween, and sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, just yeah. leaks out. So, and and I gotta say, she lost my vote. You know, yeah. inst- insulting step parents uh, like she did. I was gonna, I was, you know, Marjorie Taylor Green. I'm right on the border. You know, I both sides, blue gals. You know, both sides are pretty bad. Some teetering on the fence, and then she attacked step parents. Like, nope, nope, nope. I that's personal. You take that personally. Can't. I do. I do. And I understand there were some people with adopted children who kind of took offense uh-huh. at uh, In Congress. There are people yeah. with adopted children in really? Congress who were kind of really? mad at her. Yeah. There are people who adopt children who also serve in Congress. Uh-huh. This or is have, shocking to or, me. Or got married and remarried and have stepchildren. Yeah. That they raised and drove to school and took to the doctor and bought groceries for and Yeah. Yeah. And would kill for. 
Yeah, and would take a bullet for. Exactly, would die for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene is just as awful as it gets, but she's, you know, she's the spawn of this force that created Tucker Carlson and the rest of them. Um, and it, the next time that the Democrats take the House, it's time to expel Marjorie Taylor Greene from the Congress. And now that we have seen that it's much worse than most people who thought it was pretty terrible mm-hmm. actually um, predicted or thought, it's 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 every bit as bad as we've been saying it is for a long, long time. And it's getting worse. And the only defense available, mm-hmm. remember people... The only defense they have left is both sides do it. That's it. Everything else is stripped away. That's All the, the lifeboat. That that's is life absolutely boat. the lifeboat. Since I started blogging 18 years ago, my first one of my first posts was both sides do it is a toxic weapon. They're, they're being used by conservatives to deflect legitimate criticism of the fact their party is a fascist shithole. Mm-hmm. 18 years later, I retract nothing. And I, I, I emphasize the fact that you got to burn down the center, man. You got to leave them no choice but us or them, because there is no both sides middle ground between us and them. And people who say there is, or insist there is, or insist that both sides are equally wrong, they're the bad guys. They're the people who <laughs> they're the people who are are driving the criminals away from the crime scene. They're the they're the fascist wheelmen. And of course, as bad as it gets, as it gets worse and worse, you're going to hear that louder and louder. And by the way, applause to all of our listeners, all of our readers who have made both sides do, don't a catchphrase that's catching fire across America. Yep. Um, so this week it was coming down in Torrance. Now we already mentioned Tucker Carlson doing the both political parties and their donors have reached consensus, blah, 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 blah. I'm just giving you three examples of the dozens that hit the, hit the, but isn't it interesting that on the one opportunity he has to say goodbye to his viewers, uh-huh. if that was the audience he intended, he went with both sides. He did. Because that's that's the place. That's where you yep. go. That's the safe house. That's the panic room. The mm-hmm. second one, yeah, Rick Wilson was chatting with Joe Walsh this week about uh, how Republicans are, yeah, they're demagogues. And, you know, they, they lie to working class people. But Democrats too often look down on and don't listen to working class people as well. So, you know, both sides. And first of all, bullshit. I'm working class. My wife is working class. Pretty much the entire Democratic Party voting base, we're the working class party. We've been a working class party for a century. All of the cool programs that help working class people came from Democrats. Second, have you met Joe Biden? Have you have you met the guy? The he's guy from, from Scranton. Scranton? Yeah, he's that guy from Scranton who wants to grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out and so forth, who goes and, and talks to people in ice cream shops and has sandwiches with people and goes and talks to metal workers. Did you meet Barack Obama? Big guy in manufacturing, wanted to get this country back on its feet by manufacturing jobs and training programs and helping the middle class and helping the working class like crazy. And the Republican Party that shit all over them. And finally, I may be the only person in America who remembers Rick Wilson on Don Lemon's show. This was about Ukraine. This was not 100 years ago. This was this was in the last few years, last several years. And they laughed themselves stupid. Because Rick Wilson is making fun of the, quote, credulous boomer rube demo that Repu- of Republican voters who were dumb enough to vote for Donald Trump. Laugh themselves to, and we're doing the accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those stupid elites, they think they're smart, but we're the smart ones. And they can't even spell Ukraine and blah, 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 blah. And, on, and they were literally in tears laughing over what complete fucking morons. The Republican Party base are, which is true. Now, Rick Wilson knows this because he used to work for them. And he would get <laughs> those morons to vote for monsters to destroy the working class programs that you and I spent a century getting into place. So he knows goddamn well. But to hear them mocking, at, and he doesn't do it just there. Rick Wilson mocks and sneers at the dumbass inbred Republican base incessantly. Mm-hmm. The, the, the the base that paid for his house and paid for his plane and paid for his boat and so forth. And then, on the other hand, he gets very pious about how Democrats need to treat these people with respect and listen to their legitimate legitimate fears and their, their legitimate grievances, which is basically what Barack Obama did for eight fucking years. So, you know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> when when these two guys get together and the first thing out of their mouths is, well, yeah, Dem- Republicans are bad, but, you know, Democrats are bad, too. All I hear from then on is static and bullshit. 
because because these are our allies now, Blue Gal. Oh, these I know. Are, these are these are the we people have to who be get... grateful for for them. Oh yeah, shit, and I'm all just... that they have done to all that turn the tide against... against fascism. Sure. And... right, right, right. They saved the country single handedly. And finally, the American Prospect, which used to be <gasps> a really fine liberal publication. Um, shall I read the last paragraph from this article? Sure. Uh, the article is entitled, you should know, The Smuggest Man on Air. Goodbye for now to Tucker Carlson, who punctured the lazy pieties of the media class. Yeah, it's delicious. This is just the last paragraph. Quote, liberal media outlets like The Guardian scolded Carlson for his coverage of the Ukraine conflict, demanding to know who the host was really rooting for. A chorus of op-eds on Monday cheered the, his ouster and the move to rescue his, quote, very impressionable audience from, quote, dangerous rhetoric. But, now wait for it, here it comes, but cable news may struggle to find an entertainer equally skilled at skewering comfortable pieties on the left and the right, blue gal. The left oh, and the, the right. The left and the right, Drift Yeah, left. yeah. If I, if I had a, a subscription to American Prospect, I would cancel it today. <laughs> well, they've tried quickly to recover from this article uh-huh uh i read and this brouhaha on twitter yesterday and i gotta say i just thought to myself there but for the grace of god go us because it is possible to make a mistake like this i mean i don't think you and i would make this kind of mistake we've certainly we certainly wouldn't say something like the pieties on the left and the right but mm. they allowed these two writers it was written by two people who apparently like Tucker Carlson's anti-war stance. You know, this sure. is the thing, right? Uh, to publish this nonsense article about Tucker Carlson. And uh, they got major pushback on this article. <laughs> Same day it came out. And mm -hmm. an apology was issued by their editor, who is an old school blogger. I have met him, mm -hmm. uh, David Dayen. Uh, and they immediately published a second Tucker Carlson article by different authors called The Real Tucker Carlson. They probably should have called it Our Real Tucker Carlson Article. Um, and they said in the uh, lead to this article, a neo-fascist who oppress, excuse me, a neo-fascist who opposes corporate globalism is still a neo-fascist and a threat to democracy. True. And and more like that, please. But they didn't delete the... Uh, no. You know, the comfortable pieties on the left and the right article because they don't want to silence anybody. And and, and it was just a, a shit show yesterday at American Prospect. Like, mm -hmm. We had editors coming out and saying, well, this wasn't my opinion, but we want vigorous debate. No, no, nope, nope. No, we that don't. Over. No, that debate has ended. <laughs> that debate ended yep. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We thought that debate ended in Berlin around 1945, but apparently it didn't. <laughs> I want you guys to know, however, that we were two of the people who were watching Newsmax on Monday night. We do that for you. For you. For you. We for turned you. it do, on for you. Do we get the thanks? <laughs> do we get all the thanks? Actually, we do. We get some nice letters. We get a we lot get of thanks from yeah. people. So, um, and yeah. we actually, we, we were watching and, and Drift Class looked at me and said, can you clip that? And I said, oh, yes, I can. Oh, oh my, yes. Yeah, it was, it's a beautiful thing. Um yeah, someone at Newsmax is 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 really on, Johnny on the spot because about ten seconds after the news broke uh, that Fox News was going to uh, give Mother Tucker the catapult, uh, they someone at Newsmax hustled up a bunch of people. I'm guessing from the accounting department and the mailroom and somebody's aunt Tilly and hauled their ass out to to uh, to Manhattan in front of the Fox News headquarters so they could <laughs> interview some spontaneous man on the street uh, stuff. About real Americans, such as yourself, uh, who just happened to be walking past Fox at that moment and just happened to have formed very strong opinions about Fox News and Tucker Carlson and Newsmax, et cetera, uh, one right after another. And it was a, I don't know, two-minute infomercial for, uh, for Newsmax. Mm -hmm. uh, and these people had opinions like, you know, they'd stopped watching Fox a long time ago, and now they just watch Newsmax all day long. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. why would you fire fire your number one moneymaker? That's just stupid. That's just stupid. It's like, is this going to be a new Bud Light commercial? <laughs> so somebody <laughs> thought, up, thought up that real quick. Uh, Tucker would be a great addition to Newsmax. Wouldn't he be great? Oh, yeah. Be, Some oh, person on the street was had hiring decisions for Newsmax. Yeah, he'd right. be a great addition. Oh, my. And everybody knew who Newsmax was. Everyone watched it all the time. 
Um, <laughs> and the, the problem with Fox was that Fox got too woke. Oh, yeah. And Fox went too left. Yeah, so, that's uh-huh. a problem. Yeah. That's why yeah. I watch Newsmax all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, this is great because at least one person there had the presence of mind to say, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to us. Go right. out and, and bring, film some people. I don't care who they are. Drag them from out of the mail if you have to. All about how Fox got too left. Fox has abandoned their viewers. Fox has betrayed good old Tucker Carlson because he's too controversial. He tells the truth too much. And maybe you should switch to Newsmax. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll even bring him on board. And you know what? That night, uh, Newsmax numbers exploded. Uh, they weren't very big to begin with. They weren't, you know, they're not comparable to Fox's in terms of size, but they went way the hell up um, during the Tucker Carlson hour on on Fox. So, And as I said earlier, I think everyone wanted to know what happened over at Fox and they knew yeah. that Fox wasn't going to tell them. No, so. they can't. They, and and Tuckums is not going to. Because yeah, so we'll as, just have to wait and see whether that audience is gone for good. Yeah. Or I, I kind of think not. I kind of think Fox is a habit they're going to find hard to break. Well, and but, but Fox has better has got to come up with a way of feeding them the kind of intense. It's going to be it's going to be poison. titties and beer, titties yeah. and beer, and side boobs and blondes, and that's you not know enough. you go back to that Roger Ailes formula and you'll get that audience back. Uh, Upskirts. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Upskirts with Brian Kilmeade. To quote the Joker talking to Batman, you've changed things. I think oh, yeah. I think things have changed. I think they want titties and beer and side boobs and all that. They also want pure white nationalist poison pumped yep. directly into yep. their veins. And they're going to have to find some way to do that or Newsmax is going to have stay. to find the, you know, it's kind of like um, that Stephen Crowder talking about his divorce all week on YouTube and uh-huh. how he picked the wrong woman yeah. and that it should be illegal for a wife to divorce her husband and uh, et cetera. And it, it's like that. They've got to find, Fox has to find the right woman, the right women who are willing to be sexually harassed for five years for yeah. $40 million. Yeah. Well. You'll have to put up with being called a C word. You'll have to put up with, uh, exe- you know, senior people at the network debating who's the most fuckable governor female mm-hmm. governor in the country. You're going to have to put up with all of that at work and we'll pay you a bunch of money to shove the camera up your skirt and down your shirt uh, because we need an audience. And and that's in your contract and that's the deal. While, while you, you talk can't about re- sue us for any of that because you're signing on to it. Right. You're, 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 an, you're a stripper. You're a basically. porn star. You're a porn and, star. And you have to do this while talking about white nationalism. Right. You have to do, talk about great replacement and how the border and how scared you are. And right. I wonder if they're going to go fishing on, on radio. I mean, Dana Lash, bring her right over. Give her a shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, they're not giving up this corner, you no. know, in the drug dealing empire to Newsmax. There's going to be a, no. a fist fight over it. Right. And I'm totally there for that. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> uh, on a more serious note. E. Jean Carroll, in her civil lawsuit accusing Trump of battery and defamation, testified that, quote, I'm here because Donald Trump raped me. And I got to say, this makes me sad about myself and my awareness and my news awareness, because, frankly, I was not aware of the very graphic details that came out in court this week. And I know that they've come out in the past, and I just, I, I knew Trump was you know, a serial sexual harasser. I knew he put his hands on women when it wasn't invited. Uh, but as E. Jean Carroll described it on the stand under oath, this was rape. Yeah, that's very stark. Very stark. Very stark. And the word penis comes up in her testimony. Uh-huh. And it's it's shocking to hear the, this described. And uh, if... You know, the details that were given under oath, like I said, I haven't heard them before. If E. Jean Carroll's sworn testimony is true, and, you know, she testified under oath that it was, uh, the Republican Party's frontrunner is an actual rapist, folks. Yes, he is. He is an actual, not, you know, not that all those other things aren't horrifying. Exactly. But- and, and and I don't mean to do, I don't want to make this, you know, there's, there's p- one point for this and then there's 10 points for this kind of rape. It's yeah, all rape. Yeah, it's all exactly. rape. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But what I am saying is that hearing that word of that body part and 
him putting it in her that way and hearing it graphically described that way was shocking. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't believe her before. I, I totally believe her. I believe Donald Trump is capable of that. I had not heard it said in that way. And so hearing it said in that way was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And the result of that is to realize that the Republican Party is nominating in the process of nominating once again a rapist. Yeah, and the the after effect of being raped. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. She described it. And the suffering that she's gone through for the rest of her life yeah, is was, common. She was, uh, she was apparently- Common among rape victims. Absolutely. Extremely, extremely dignified and thoughtful and was, was, you know, told about how she blamed herself. You know, she thought yeah. that, that, that she being flirty with him and, you know, sort of playing around during the day, did that lead to this? Of course, there's no excuse for it. So it, it was never her fault. But um, just the way she comported herself and the way she's willing to just never let this go mm-hmm. is so incredibly strong and uh, powerful that, you know, I, I don't know what's going to come of this, but I believe her. I, I well, I wish her um, strength and healing. And mm-hmm. I hope that having her day in court, I mean, yeah. I know it means something to her, but I hope it also gives her a sense of justice. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, on the other hand, another thing coming out of this case is uh, the judge is not amused that Donald Trump had some social media slander about the judge, about the proceedings, about the court case, etc. And that came out and the judge uh, said to Takopina that Trump's comments are, quote, entirely inappropriate. Takopina said he would, quote, try to address that with my client, unquote. Yeah. Uh, Takapina then said, I will ask him to, quote, refrain from any further post regarding this case, unquote. The judge said, quote, I hope you're more successful, adding that Trump may or may not be tampering with a new source of potential liability. And I think you know what I mean. Uh huh. And uh, so that was the morning. And then in the afternoon after lunch, it it was discovered that. Eric Trump had taken to social media to slander about the judge and the proceedings and the court case and the funding Mm -hmm. of the court case and pretty much everything that his dad had said in the morning. But his dad wasn't saying it anymore. Right. So we'll just have Eric do it. Yeah. And the judge was also not amused with this and said uh, that Trump and his son may be tampering with a new source of potential liability. Yeah. I meant your whole rotten, twisted family, you asshole. Yeah. So uh, Trump has decided it would help the court security-wise if he did not attend his own rape trial. Nice work if you can get it. He's just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to help you out here. This is very Mm -hmm. confusing in court. All these people coming and going, let me just stay at home. Maybe if I get convicted, I don't go to jail. You got another jail cell back. You can put real criminals in there. You know, I'm, I'm a helper. I'm a helpful guy. Well, and if I were Taco Pina or anyone, I wouldn't be, but any lawyer representing Donald Trump does not want him in the courtroom, period. No, no, no. It's it's just a grenade waiting to go off. It is just, he is a grenade waiting to go off. All right. We've got a news roundup to do, Drift Glass. We do. Um, Dark Brandon formally announced that he is running in 2024 for re-election. So big shock there. The incumbent president of the United States is going to run for his second term, which has never happened before in American history, Blue Gal. With the same vice story. president. Yeah, same vice president. Yeah, who basically rocks. just the whole thing. Who rocks? And we're going to do a whole whole show about uh, no fair remembering stuff and uh, Kamala Harris, I think. And I think vice presidents. Yeah. Yes, vice presidents you have known. The Republican House passed a Republican bill to cut federal spending and roll back Biden's top legislative accomplishments in exchange. This was a deal they want to uh-huh. make with for a one-year increase to the U.S. debt ceiling because they want to do this all again next year. The plan approved 217 to 215. I'm telling you, Quevin Quevin McCarthy is not going to be speaker for much longer if he can't get this passed with more than two extra votes. 217 to 215 Mm. along party lines, cuts federal spending by nearly 14% over a decade, repeals Biden's climate change tax credits, his student loan cancellation plan, 
imposes draconian new work requirements for welfare recipients, including veterans and the disabled, by the way, Mm -hmm. and expands mining and fossil fuel production, because who doesn't want to do that? The bill has no chance of passing the Democratic-controlled Senate, and Biden threatened to veto the Republican House bill, although it will never make it to its desk, calling it, quote, a reckless attempt to extract extreme concessions as a condition for the United States simply paying the bills it has already incurred. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, um, he's saying all the right stuff. I, I, no notes, Joe. No notes. Uh, a new NBC News poll finds that two-thirds of Republican primary voters say they stand behind former President Donald Trump and dismiss concerns about his electability despite his recent, you know, criminal arrest and other legal investigations into his past conduct. 63% of Republicans want Trump to be president again, even if he's found guilty of a crime. Overall, 71% of Republicans say they think Trump should be president again. Yeah. No. Chief Justice John Roberts, ha ha ha, he hand waved away. Ha <laughs> ha. The Senate Judiciary Committee's request that he testify about the Supreme Court ethics practices, calling such testimony exceedingly rare for what he called mundane matters. Bribery schmibery. <laughs> Influence peddling schminfluence peddling. Let's move on with getting rid of Roe versus Wade. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch neglected to disclose details of a nearly $2 million property sale to the CEO of a prominent law firm executive in 2017. While Gorsuch did note on his federal disclosure forms that he made between a quarter of a million and half a million dollars on the sale, which occurred nine days after he was confirmed to a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court by the Senate, he left the identity of the purchaser blank. The purchaser was one Brian Duffy, chief executive officer of Greenberg Taurig, one of the nation's biggest law firms that has appeared in at least 22 cases before the Supreme Court since Gorsuch joined in April of 2017. Gorsuch sided with Greenberg Taurig clients eight times of the 12 times that Gorsuch recorded an opinion. Not ironically, his ownership of the property was under an LLC, the same type of entity that paid Stormy Daniels her porn star hush money via Michael Cohen. Yeah, you just have an LLC do all your business for you. Yeah, it's all legal. And then you have no liability. It's a limited liability corporation. Yeah, limited liability break. for mm -hmm. a reason. Uh-huh. A bipartisan group of senators introduced legislation that requires the Supreme Court to implement a code of conduct. The only branch of government to operate without a code of conduct. It's pitiful that we're having to introduce this bill. It's pathetic that the Supreme Court hasn't done this itself said one of the bill's sponsors, Senator Angus King. Yeah. Uh, remember like a minute ago when Twitter blue checks were the biggest story on earth, Blue Gal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter restores blue check marks for many celebrities, including several dead ones. Oh, that's Elon special. Oh, it's, yeah. It's clearly he's hiring the right people. <laughs> he's getting that algorithm down pat. It's all just going great. Elon Musk's Twitter has stirred up a new wave of confusion. After the multi-billionaire tech baron made good on his threat to yank Twitter blue check marks from celebrities who weren't paying him eight bucks a month last week, the social media network has reinstated the badge for many, including on accounts of people who have died. In its about face to restore legacy verified check marks, Twitter reinstalled them on accounts for deceased individuals, including Chadwick Boseman, Kobe Bryant, Anthony Bourdain, Paul Walker, Barbara Walters, Bob Saget, Kirstie Alley, Michael Jackson, and soccer great Pele. Twitter's word, Nick, uh, any word on um, Generalissimo Francisco Franco? Yeah, I, is Francisco Franco still dead? He's still dead. He deserves a blue check market. Uh, Twitter's wording on the blue checks for these accounts also claims that they are, quote, subscribed to Twitter blue. <laughs> no, no. Unless you are doing some amazing raising from the grave shit over there at, uh, at Tesla. No, that, that never happened. Times columnist Paul Krugman, the shrill one, tweeted that while he got his blue check back, he damn sure wasn't paying for it. And Elon's personal response to that tweet was to tweet back a crying baby because Elon Musk has nothing better to do with his time. And now that Fox has settled with Dominion for $787.5 million, don't forget that Fox still has Abby Grossman's employment discrimination suit, which is full of ticking time bombs. 
Fox also has a $2 billion defamation suit from Smartmatic pending, who just won the right to additional documents from Fox. Smartmatic (laughs) will now receive deposition transcripts and exhibits from the recently settled Dominion Voting Systems defamation case. It's hot lawsuit summer, baby. That's right, baby. Just bring on all those C-word text messages. Yeah, just, you know, do a lot of um, edit find. What? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, North Dakota's Republican Governor Doug Burgum has signed into law a ban on abortion at six weeks of pregnancy. Six weeks. Even in cases of rape or incest. This is among the strictest abortion bans in the United States, and it took effect immediately. What a piece of shit. They all are. Republicans are pieces of shit. They really are. After tape records were released showing Maria Bartiromo and Ted Cruz conspiring to nullify the 2020 election, they both might be in need of a good lawyer. Maybe Taco Pino will be available. Or if he's busy, Rudy Giuliani is not doing much these days. Sydney so, Powell, you know, you know. Yeah, there's so many out there that are currently available. She's um, got a conflict. Yeah. Well, conflict's conflict. Uh, Florida's Surgeon General, Joseph Ladapo, personally changed a study's conclusion to fit Ron DeSantis's anti-vax agenda and then used it as a political weapon because Florida. And in Illinois news from the Chicago Tribune, LGBTQ residents moving to Illinois from states with conservative agendas. I don't want to be ashamed of where I live. Mark Niehaus Rincon, 67, has lived in Omaha, Nebraska for 12 years but says life is too short to stay there. He and his husband, Alex, a native of Omaha, have faced the silent treatment from others at their gym for 10 years. They've also dealt with uncomfortable and hostile workplace environments and homophobic slurs. We are just over it, Niehaus Rincon said. We aren't welcome here. I am ashamed to say I live in Nebraska, and I don't want to be ashamed of where I live. Mm Mm-hmm. Niehaus Rincon is not the only one relocating to Illinois from a state with a conservative legislative agenda and what he describes as an unwelcome environment. Although there is no data cataloging these moves, real estate experts said a number of households have relocated to Illinois or are preparing to relocate in search of a safer and more welcoming environment for the LGBTQ community. In related news to that, and this is not from the Chicago Tribune, um, NBA legend Dwayne Wade said he and his family are moving away from Florida because of the recent wave of anti-LGBTQ laws being passed there, saying his family would not be accepted in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So add that on top of the draconian anti-abortion laws, yeah. the book burning, the just the general the level of, yeah. of madness going on in Republican states and, and civilization is slowly but surely leaving those states and going someplace where it can mm-hmm. find fertile soil to, to dig into. And Illinois, come on down, man. Got plenty of room. Well, Houses are and great. I agree with the Democrats who are strong enough to stay where they are sure. and fight. I mean, Tennessee, that's what's happening. They're staying and fighting and finding out that a lot of people who you know weren't interested in politics, all of a sudden politics is interested in you. Yeah. So they come out of the woodwork and start marching and start agitating for justice and all of a sudden they're the majority and that will happen in some states it will i'm not sure about montana but or nebraska but in some states you can uh change minds and activate people who were not active before and that is such a critical thing to do get out the vote get people realizing what how much it matters their voice matters so much and, well, and you can change things. And you know what helps being the oily rags and tinder in those prairie fires is Republican supermajorities. Yeah, yeah. Republicans have nothing to worry about. They don't have to run for election. They can pass any law they want. The crazy just comes out in torrents. Mm-hmm. They just start and they, and they open their yaps like they did in Tennessee. And just the racism comes right out on the table. Mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of people who might have been, you know, at home not paying attention to politics. I don't want to get involved. There's so much argument. There's so much anger on both sides are hearing maybe for the first time. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. (laughs) Oh shit. Well, and then they're hearing how corrupt they are too, because the only thing they had to worry about was a Republican primary. They can go and 
buy houses wherever they want to, hide money wherever they want to, launder mm-hmm. money, engage in voter suppression, engage in voter fraud. Uh, have mistresses, two mistresses in one case, mm-hmm. uh, and and worse, you know, and have a lot of child porn on your computer, uh, be be texting and touching and doing all kinds of things with young people you shouldn't be doing underage people. I mean, it gets worse and worse and worse. But the corruption, the rot there stems from feeling you have no enemies. Right. You have no one to worry about except another Republican. Well, and and, to quote, uh, uh, to quote uh, Dana Lash, that's just stupid, blue gal. That's just stupid. Don't pay any attention to it. Don't pay any attention to it. It's just stupid. And it's wrong. And let's just move on. Nothing to see here, I think, is right. what you're saying, Driftcliff. Right. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty, however, is a dog named Moxie. Moxie. Moxie is an Australian cattle dog. Moxie loves to be flipped over on his back like a baby oh. and have a nice chest and belly rub. He falls asleep in minutes. Aww. And of course, Moxie eats freshly poured pet food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store dreck, your pet will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my Lord, it's freshly poured. And you can visit Moxie at our Facebook page or website, and you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. That email address goes to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go, Postal, Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our full-time job. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details on how you can support the show. Our PayPal, Patreon, and postal address information is there. All of it at proleftpod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. Thank you so much for doing that. Hey, Driftglass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Oh, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties are thinking that the firing of Tucker Carlson is great news for John McCain. No, it isn't, Internet Kitties. But you know what? John McCain might be getting that blue check mark. Hey, let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow and the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2023 DGBG Productions.